Are you there? Graham Dillette, welcome. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Look at this, man. You're uh, your you're guest number one of uh, Kick with a Side of Tets. There's no Tets today. That'll be my sidekick for this podcast. <laughs> um, only half hour late. It's exactly one o'clock. We were supposed to fire this up at 1230. Not bad, though, bud. Oh, bud, you should see how good I am with technology. I'm, uh, I can do spider solitaire, and after that, it's a gong show. <laughs> and you're episode two, but you're episode one, because I haven't even recorded the other one with Tets, because he's uh, trying to figure out on that end. So, look at that. <laughs> well, I'll make sure to tweet out to all your future guests that uh, it's like being on hold of Air Canada for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Oh, how's, uh, how's isolation treating you? Not too bad. I'm pretty bored, but I got two four-year-olds, which is kind of nice, but they're also pretty high maintenance. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, just day to day, man. Yeah. You're in that in between, like you've got the, the four, they don't really care about going out. They don't know what the difference is. And like, I've got the six and nine year old playing all the time. And then I've got an 18 year old at my house, which is like, she might as well be in jail right now. <laughs> yeah. I've with been, four. That's nice to get a break. Yeah. I do a, I do about four to five at-home workouts a week. I ride the Peloton about five or six days a week. And then I just try to make it till four o'clock without cracking my first beer. That's like <laughs> kind of <laughs> four to five o'clock. That's my kind of my limit. Oh, Pardon? and that's that's why we're a half hour late. Listen to this right here. I'm going to I'm going to crack mine right there. That's uh, that's one o'clock my time. So I'm going to be good to go. All right. Well, one oh two. Yeah, that's all right. It's the afternoon that's- officially. That's why I was a half hour late giving you a shout because I uh, I can only start drinking at one. <laughs> it's like it's like when Ruby, my wife, and she's like, "Hey, you know, I'm like, what time are we headed out tonight?" She's like, "Oh, six thirty. I'm like, "All right, well, it's like six twenty nine. I put my shoes on at the door. She's like, just like drying off from her shower. She's still got to put her makeup on. What is going on up there? This is like, I'm like, what are you doing, Kelly? Like, let's figure this out. <laughs> hey, Gee, I want you on for my first podcast. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Like when? When do you want to do it? I don't know. Can you do it in a couple hours? I'm like, holy shit, that's pretty fast. Sure, bud. And then I find out two minutes before you're going on air, you don't even have a plan. <laughs> that's me, man. I've been I've been in like a, a studio and we've resorted to just using an app on my phone. I guess I could have just stayed home and did this. So now it's nice to get away. I'm secluded here, so I'm in isolation. This sounds right. nice though, coming from your end. Okay, good. Yeah, like I'm in a, I'm in a uh, studio booth, so this is great. This is great. All your germs will trap in there, and then the next person who comes in to record a podcast who could do it from home gets COVID and and whatever the other continues. yeah, and whatever other sexual disease I have. No, I'm clean. I'm clean. <laughs> okay, here we'll go. Uh, we'll start at the beginning. We had uh, since sometimes we're it, it's like uh, almost. I think it was it to Hartnell that. We would have met, or like we kind of met. It was a weird way, like via Twitter, right? Like kind of yeah. around on Twitter. Yeah, basically, Scotty Hartnell. Yeah, because I think it was something with beer with Bard at first, and because I had sent uh, Scotty Hartnell uh, a keg to his place in like Penticton or Vernon or wherever he hangs out in the summers up Kelowna. there. Kelowna, Kelowna, yeah, Kelowna. That's right. And uh, and then I think maybe you saw that and reached out to me, and then it was uh, I guess the rest is history. But yeah. It's been, uh, for a guy that I barely know, I feel like I know you pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird how we meet uh, via Twitter, joke around, and then when we when we met, like we hadn't physically even met, it, it felt like we were old buddies from like years back and we never lost a beat. And I was like, I haven't lost a beat? I haven't met this guy yet. <laughs> I know. Did we hug? We probably hugged the first time. We felt like it deserved a hug anyways. Jeez, it might have been. We might have. Was I? Did I have a beard then too? We might have both been sporting beards. Yeah, possibly. Are you bearded right now? Or are you beardless? No, clean shave. And I, I had a full beard, and then I, I rocked the like a pretty heavy mustache for about a month. But it was just kind of, it was even creeping me out every time I looked in the mirror. So I had to get rid of that. And uh, I've just kind of started a, a new beard, but I don't really know what the, what the plan is here. What does your wife like better, beard or no beard? Honestly, she always says that she doesn't care. But every time I like shave. She always says that I look a lot younger, so then I think that she's probably a little bit more attracted to me. So it's probably <laughs> my best interest to stay shaved. But how about you? Maybe- you got the mutton chops right now. Yeah, I got because uh, she said you got to get rid of that thing for COVID. Germs will get in there. So I was like, I'll take off the stash 
because that's where they would go first. And then I was like, uh, that Hutteroid thing. And then uh, <laughs> I was getting beat pretty heavy on that. So then I took around the edge side. So I'm going, I'm going to go mutton chops. I don't know why anyone isn't trying to get the ugliest facial hair they can possible. I'll grow, I'll grow mutton chops with you, but I'll start them t- tomorrow. Okay. There Full we on. Go. Yeah. Rock and roll. I love it. Okay. So um, now everyone wants to know too. And people always ask me too, like I'm the gatekeeper of uh, how Graham Dillette's health's going. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? When I talk to him, I never ever talk uh how his back is or what's happening we usually just joke around so we'll get to that right now where are you at right now how's how's the health yeah pretty good like day to day man i'm great like honestly like i I get up i'm always stiff and sore in the morning but i mean i'm also 38 so it's not going to get any better i don't think uh and then (laughs) usually by the time i like kind of get moving around or have a workout or whatever i feel pretty good um i had a setback a few days ago where i kind of threw it out again so it's just kind of like it's so um, volatile. Like, it's just like, I'll be feeling really good. And all of a sudden, bang, it just goes out. And then I kind of recover and I start feeling good again. And it's, uh, I think it's just kind of going to be part of my life now uh, moving forward. But it's frustrating for sure. But um, like I said, as long as I'm day to day, I'm good. I can hang out with my kids and play with them. And that's really the most important thing. Right now, there's no golf anyway. So I haven't been really hitting any balls or doing any much of that just kind of hanging out around the house and going completely stir crazy watching you just crush beers online (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's my go-to man right there so do you you mix in any uh any yoga or anything for your back or you yeah i do some yoga uh i do i try to do a little bit everything like with the peloton you get like the peloton app and it has like body weight workouts meditation yoga uh, strength workouts, all these core, like all these different things. So I just kind of like to try to not lose my mind, just kind of mix it up and do a bunch of different things. And some days yoga makes my back feel awesome. And other days I'll do it. And like for like an hour afterwards, I'm like, Oh fuck, I shouldn't have done yoga again. <laughs> <laughs> yoga is an uh, unbelievable core workout. It's like an hour and a half of holding in farts too. Cause you're just stretched <laughs> right out. And usually you're in downward dog or, so, or that upward dog. You're like, come on, my balloon knots open right here. You're just like, Hey, <laughs> tighten the thighs right there balloon knot do you know what uh we were i can't remember what player i was playing with or whatever but uh it was in a pga tour event and he's like hey man we're like walking down one of the fairways he's like if you had a racehorse what would you name it i'm like fuck i don't know i've never really thought of it i'm like what would you name yours he goes balloon knot (laughs) (laughs) what a conversation i've always wondered that too what pga guys do when they're walking down like that do you guys do that Do do you have you ever tried to rattle a guy like that uh, I mean, like, fun? you kind of know, like, the guys and who they are and whether you can joke around with them or if they just want to be by themselves or, like, when to leave them alone, like, if they're having a bad stretch or whatever. So you just kind of have to, like, play it by ear kind of thing. But uh, there's guys that they're fun. You can joke around with all the time, even if they're on a bad run. But uh, you just kind of know. And when you first get out there on tour, you have to just assume that, guys don't want to talk because so you just kind of feel it out and once they initiate conversation then you kind of just go from there but now that i kind of pretty much know everyone out there you just know but when you get your text for the tea time you're like oh this will be fun we can bullshit about hockey or whatever it is that's a great thing right there like at the beginning when you first come on you have to feel it out like I'm the loudest guy in every room drinking, no. partying. <laughs> yeah. So, but when I go to like a hockey camp at the beginning, guys are like, what? That guy's not at the beginning. You're not going to come in. Like I haven't even made a team and everyone's on a thing. I'm not going to come in full tilt right then. Like you wait to buy your time. And then right. the first team party, then that's when it's, uh, that's when it's go time. <laughs> and then people are like, look at this guy. He hasn't said boo yet, but now you're high kicking <laughs> guzzling beers. So do that's... you have, Oh, so go ahead. Sorry. Do you have your, uh, like when you see guys and they see you, you know there's a few guys that you're like, oh man, this is gonna be fun. I love golfing with this guy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And there's there's the opposites as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we won't we won't throw. Uh, or you can't either. Because when I did your <laughs> golf tournament, you obviously your golf tournament, and in a sense, I mean, it's a charity event, so this isn't a PGA thing. But you bring in, uh, your you bring in your golf buddies, and you had a good crew right. with that last one in Idaho. Oh. Man, oh, that was what a, a fun crew. time. That was fun. So all those guys would be the guys where you'd be excited when you saw their name on a text. So just for the people, it was like Brock McKenzie, who's actually a web player, uh, Corn Ferry Tour, but Andres Gonzalez. Oh, no, Dre wasn't there. Uh, Colt Nose, Max Homa, Joel Damon, <laughs> Adam Hadwin, 
Uh, who am I missing? What a crew, though. Oh, oh John John Mallinger, the best. Yeah. Absolute legend. Well, I, I got to tell this story, though. When uh, So this, this is the funniest. When people ask me about you, I'm like, man, the funniest line I've ever heard. And I don't know if it's something that you, like, have in your arsenal or if it was just, like, totally off the cuff that night. But after the our tournament, when we all went out downtown Boise, and we've all had a lot to drink. Fully oh, uh, loaded, man go into this bar and you're dancing around you got a couple beers in your hand or whatever it is and the security finally comes up and they're like sir uh we're gonna have to ask you ask you to leave and you're like ask me to leave i can't believe you let me in (laughs) (laughs) and the best that was the most classic line (laughs) and then uh nose comes in and and he tries to like be the gatekeeper like no man no he's all right he's all right and I, I had two pints of beer in my hand. And as he's trying to tell the guy I'm all right, just absolutely can't even hold on to them. They both drop <laughs> one of my hands and just shatter. And, uh, and he's like, look at him. Come on. And I was like, oh. And that was pre. I'd already sprayed that bathroom with puke right before that. Remember that? Jeez. No, I don't remember that one. <laughs> it was, oh. And I was like, what happened in there? It was like a... Like a horror scene. Like it was one of those ones where I couldn't even get to the toilet. Like I was trying to stand. It was like, and then I just remember leaving. Like I'm in there, like white, and like I'm cleaning a dirty bar bathroom with walls. Like I feel guilty. I was like, oh, oh my god. And then I felt like a million bucks when I came out. But then after a few more, I was right back at her. Oh, <laughs> oh, good time. But that man, good time. That was a, a great crew. Colt Nose must be known on tour as just a, a good time. He called me uh, Randy the whole time. That was nice. Randy, yeah. I didn't even know, I know my he name. Even, he even tells me from time to time. He's like, how's Randy doing? Have you talked to Randy lately? But yeah, he's a beauty. He actually just officially retired. I don't know if you knew that, but he's actually got a podcast of his own. He's doing some PGA Tour radio as well. And then uh, he's doing a little bit of TV. So he's he's doing good. And that's like built for him. I mean, like, Oh. If it's not golf, he's got to be entertaining or whatever. So he's uh, he's on path to have a good post golf career for sure. Well, let, let's uh, let's give his uh, podcast a, a boost here. We'll say it on mine as we're into my first <laughs> podcast ever. How many followers you got? But, How many followers do your podcast have? Uh, we're we're at zero right now. So you're my first guest. This will this will be the one that makes it explode. <laughs> that was it. That was a your wife's. Your wife's not even following you yet. Oh man, she doesn't even follow me on anything. She told me I, I'm Twitter's my only game. I'm terrible on Instagram. I don't even know how to work it. And Snapchat. She's like, your your Snapchat and Instagram's brutal. Well, my Instagram's nothing but I take pictures of her sleep. I know what what is that? That is hilarious. I'm like the first couple of times. I'm like, that's just his wife sleeping, and then it's like over and over. I'm like, actually, this is kind of funny because <laughs> we went. We were in the Czech Republic, and she had like jet lag for like twelve days straight. So she she literally, as soon as she sat down, would sleep everywhere nonstop. And I was like. Oh, probably this is. And I was like, she already beaked me about being brutal on Instagram. I was like, oh, I'm brutal on Instagram, eh? Then now my new Instagram is just you <laughs> sleeping. That's what you get. Hey, how was that trip, by the way? I mean, it looked like you guys were having fun. We were talking about doing that. Me and Jockey and a couple of boys were trying to like get that check trip together, and it just never really happened. But looked unreal. Oh, it's the the best. Like uh, you couldn't get a better game. So they're and like they're down three one. So it's not even one of those games, you know when your team has the lead and you just want the game to be over, like you want the game to uh-huh. keep going. Cause they're down. They'd already lost six, nothing to Russia. And then when they, when they started coming back, they come back in the third, they've had their best player injured. Now he's back. And when they scored and then, and then there's that play and they don't show the replays on the board. Like, you know, when there's the, the oh, puck really? goes over the yeah. glass and it hits that camera and it just blanks yeah. out. And we're like, Oh my God, we don't know what's going on. And I was like, if they get six on, because that'll make it six on three. There's no way you're holding Russia off on six on three. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So it's just pins and needles. And then they win that thing. And it was just bananas. And I was like, I might get invited to go back because I go there and perform. And then I get like free, uh, free games, free plus one and all that. I was like, I don't even know if I want to go back because that was the greatest. And Czech beer is cheap too. Like I went over. Yeah. yeah I went over in Finland. It's like 11 bucks a beer. At the check, it was two forty-five, and they had that machine that was shooting six beers out at once. So it was like, <laughs> they're like, "Come on, oh!" Uh, someone's that's and great. Someone, what were you? Who are you performing for? Uh, it's a tour company, Destiny Tours. This, they put on this great tour for them. They had like eight hundred Canadians set up this beautiful venue, and so I do a show right off to start it off, and then nothing. Just uh, you get to sit there and 
have a great time after. It's unbelievable. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, so you reminded me what I was in. Do you know where Estonia oh, is? Oh, man. In Finland, we took the ferry down to Estonia for, for cheap okay. booze. Yeah. So I was in Estonia. Tallinn or that's Tallinn, where I was. whatever yeah. it is. Tallinn or Tal- yeah. I and so the exact same way. I would have said it twice like that. I'm, and we're in, because I'm there for a week. I was, I was there for World Cup qualifying. This is probably like 2008 or something. And uh, our hotel lobby is just littered with all these drunk people, like littered. And we're like, what is going on? And you kind of ask around, and it's all these Finns who come down, they take the ferry across, they get cheap booze, and they're just liquored. <laughs> in estonia they can they're like just littering the <laughs> lobby like laying around <laughs> you can see the ferry back what's that wheel you know that wheeler thing they have like when you're at a convenience store and there's the, the coke guy comes in and he's wheeling in like pallets of pop everyone on the ferry like has a wheeler and they wheel in all this booze <laughs> it's unbelievable uh, yeah it's one of the, the one fins. of the most expensive places to drink except uh i drank uh i had a guinness I did this Magner's comedy tour three years ago and I was in Singapore and we got free cider. And I was like, man, I got to take a break here. I'm not a real big cider guy. I was like, it's, it's St. Patty's day. I'm uh-huh. getting a Guinness order a Guinness 22 bucks American for one Guinness. Wow. Like, yay. Right back to the, right back to the sun, <laughs> right back to the cider for this cat. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little heavy. Oh, so, okay. How do, uh, and I always get this too. How, how does a guy from Sask, like out of all the provinces too, like you'd think Sask and Manitoba are going to be the two toughest provinces to come out to be uh, on the PGA. When did your game start being like, holy man, is this guy unreal? Because you, you weren't a phenom by any means when you were younger, right? You were just real good? No. And like even in Saskatchewan, like a, only like in southern Saskatchewan was like kind of good. And when I came, when started playing like provincial tournaments when – I was like 16 or so. That's when I kind of started showing up a little bit, maybe like the top five, but I was never, and I was never highly recruited by any U S colleges. And I ended up at Boise state just because it was literally, it was the best offer financially at that time. It was like the dollar is now it was like 63 cents on the dollar. And it was like costing, like I go to McDonald's for a big Mac and my dad's like, Holy shit, that's like 12 <laughs> bucks. Would you get a McDonald's? I'm like a pop and some fries. Like, so anyway, so that's how I ended up at Boise State. And then my first year that I was there, I uh, I had a good year. And that was when I kind of started practicing. Like at home, like in when Weyburn, when I was growing up, I'd play every single day, but I never practiced. And then once I got to college and I got a little bit of guidance and uh, started practicing, that's kind of what made the made the big difference. Pra- practice. And then when I came back to Saskatchewan after that, yeah, <laughs> practice. Who yeah. knew? Makes you better. <laughs> But then how do you get that? Uh, so then in your offseason, you're taking all that time off where guys are practicing. How do you stay sharp then? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I'm in, like, the old school. You hear, like, all the old, like, Gretzky and all these guys. And it's like, I had such a good balance, man. I would play six months of hockey, six months of golf. And, like, the seasons were almost perfectly. Like, as soon as you're getting sick of golf season, you're getting fired up to put the skates back on. And as soon as, like, the season is over, your body's kind of broken down, like, the snow is melting and you're getting – back on the golf course you know so like i always thought i had a good balance and i think it's something that these kids now are just missing out on and it's mostly their parents that are driving them to you know they everyone thinks that their kids are going to play in the nhl or whatever it is and it's like the fact i say this all the time and i don't mean to be a dick but like if you don't have the genetics you won't play oh i've already told that's it you you can't outwork i've already told my kids i've gotten egg legs I was like, hockey players have a big <laughs> hockey ass. It literally looks yeah. like our legs. Like I, we look like Joe Swanson. Like it's just, buddy, <laughs> it's nothing. So I was like, uh, <laughs> you actually have great legs compared to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> have you? Buddy seen just my took legs? a picture of mine. Check my to... Twitter right now. I That's saw him. insanity. I saw it. <laughs> I know. It's like I tell everybody, I have great legs. If I was a woman, there's a lot of women <laughs> dying to have legs like me, toned, <laughs> slim. Strong. I've covered my upper body and, and guys thought my legs were a woman and I'm like 210. Like I'm a, geez, <laughs> legs are about 16 pounds. That's it. Oh. Yeah. But anyways, it's like, it's, that's like, why is there all the stalls and why is there the stutters and why is there, it's, it's genetically just boom, boom, boom. It's how people produce. Like look at Christian McCaffrey. 
like his dad, Ed McCaffrey, was the best player in, or tight end in Denver Broncos, and his mom was a Olympic runner or something. It's like he's got the genetics. That's why he's good. Yeah, I sh- you know what I mean. I should have married a six four Ukrainian lady. Is what I should have just, <laughs> just a big. You probably had the option. Oh yeah, messed up, messed up. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so what is um? So what is? I've always wondered that too. What do golfers do? Because everyone's hobby when they are a pro athlete is like they love golfing. So what do golfers do as a hobby? Yeah, I like to fish. Oh. Um, I like to fly. I got my pilot's license, so I fly. I got a little plane that I buzz around in. Usually we use that to go play golf. But um, How long did it take to get that pilot's license? Um, I did it the uh, right when I got hurt, basically, in – at the end of 2017 and i got in like three months ish maybe a little bit more i probably could have done it faster if i and you know what the flying part's easy it's the if i would have known how much information and studying that i had to do i probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> like flying the plane is the easy part it's learning all the regulations and air traffic and all that kind of stuff but I love it. It's fun. Man. That sounds unbelievable, man. Just taking a, you know. What do you do for fun? Uh, you go hike mountains, winter camp. Crush yeah. I, what else do I know about you? That's it. You got her right there. Just being outside, uh, guzzling <laughs> beers and uh, sports. Yeah, being out, outside for sure. What do, you, what do you fish? Do you, do you ever get up to northern stats? Because I know you, there's a big difference for people that don't know. For all for all our listeners out there right now, there's a huge difference between South Sask and Northern Sask. Do you get up to do you get up to the God's Country part for of sure. Sask? I've I've done it once. We had a trip. It was actually one of the most legendary trips. There was like ten of us. A lot of the guys, some guys that you would know, jockeying the boys. But um, we went up to this this guy, Kerry Hyde. It's like a buddy of ours in Regina, and he owns his own camp and the, the lake up there. He's got like a hundred year lease on this thing. It's unbelievable. So we flew out of LaRange up there and it was the most epic trip. And it's like, and we had like, everything was a competition. It was like 10 or six on six or whatever. We we're playing like beer pong for money and cribbage for money and making massive meals. And like, it was, it was the best. And like, and the fishing was off. We, it wasn't, there was no walleye in that system. It was uh, oh, a trout. Lake Trout and Jack. So we we're targeting both, but uh, the uh, obviously the Lake Trout were the nice oh, ones. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, if you're nailing uh, the big pike there, you're just slaying monsters up in that northern part. That's uh, fun. And I'd like to do like, like actually like trophy pike fishing one time because I think that'd be a lot of fun. I've never like all the, all the pike that I've caught maybe are like i don't know like the big ones maybe like 30 inches but they get what to like 55 or something crazy well you guys do all centimeters now up there i kind of i I always just say the weight people tell me the length i was like i don't even yeah i have no idea yeah i love that there's nothing better than that northern bush and then that's it too it's just drinking and gambling on everything like gambling first fish in biggest fish most fish and it's just and and people don't even if they've never been up there. But everyone I know has because we love it. People have their own lakes. Like imagine that you have your own lake. Yeah, you're away from everything, and just anything goes. And guys eat like that's what I said. This isolation's been. I'm I'm eating. It's like cheese crackers, oysters. It's like it's like a fishing trip, man. It's the best. Yeah, I have to I have to send you this picture. Maybe I'll tweet it to you or whatever after we're done here. But. I actually hooked my ear with like five diamonds. <laughs> well, we That's there. the only thing you got to worry about. The so. only thing bears and hooking yourself <laughs> with something. Yeah. We actually had a bear too. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's so much fun up there. Massive mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. that's, that's the worst. The down South, you guys got the ticks, the North, we just got the mosquitoes. Just you, there, there's gotta be a price to pay when you live in heaven, man. It's gotta be a price. <laughs> so gam- it, gambling, you, you, have you ever, uh, not, gambled when you side golf because i golfed with you guys down in uh i don't know it's just a, a otherwise it's it's you golf them for no reason right right if we're not gonna gamble let's stay in and play cards for money i'm not gonna go out and play without having something online it doesn't have to be a lot but enough to spark a little you. bit of interest uh do you play kaiser then yeah. it's a sass question no you know what never wow. learn kaiser don't crib. know it i know we we i just it was crib man i remember my like my mom and my grandma and my grandpa, well, my dad too, but my grandma and grandpa on my mom's side used to play a lot of crib with them when I was like, you know, young, like mm-hmm. STEM and like just learning. And I remember my grandpa, he's gone now, but uh, I was playing against my mom and 
or no, sorry, I was playing against my grandpa. My mom was over my shoulder and I was counting my hand. I was like 15, two, 15, four, run a seven, take my seven. And mom's like, oh no, you got another 15 in here. And my grandpa, who's like 70, he's like big old Norwegian, slams his fist on the, on the table. He's like, Marilyn, the kid's got to learn how to count his own cards. I'm like, holy fuck, I'm seven. No, like, no better way to learn how to, but, unless they, if they steal in your points, you'll learn how to count your cards real fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, so play a lot of crib, a lot of crib. I wouldn't consider myself much of a crib player, really. Oh, but, me too. Uh, I, I, I would consider myself as like uh, one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into uh, the question that people always want to know too. And I, I want to know it immediately too. But uh, as soon as I met you, um, your first, uh, your first Tiger Woods experience, and then uh, any other Tiger Woods experience besides your first. Like, what's it like? I only played with them. Yeah, I played with them once, and that was in probably like 2016 at the Players Championship, which is one of the biggest tournaments in the world. It was on Saturday in a twosome, so that was pretty cool. I got him by three that day, <laughs> um, so that was the only time. The only time I ever played with him, I beat him by three. He wasn't. That's when he really wasn't very healthy, and his he was he was kind of limping around. So, um, but I still take I still take some solace in the fact that I beat him the only time I played with him. But the first time I ever met him, it was in a place just outside of Philadelphia. This course that we used to play was called Aronimink, and they have like these um, between the men's grill and the locker room. There's kind of these like saloon swinging like wooden kind of doors. I know, you know exactly what, what you're talking about. Yeah. So I'm like walking just kind of like a normal walking speed, you know, like kind of looking back, talking to someone in the um, locker room, push the door open, kind of just like full speed, <laughs> swings open, hits Tiger right in the chest. First time I've ever seen him in real life. And I'm like, I didn't even know what to say. So I'm like, sorry. And he's just like, kind of like goes the other way, looks at me. I'm like, holy shit. The first time I ever met Tiger, I just nail him with the saloon door. <laughs> That's, what, did he, what, did he, what did he say to you? Did but, he just uh, yeah. make us just – he just kind of looked at me. He's like, no problem. And just kind of like was on, moved along with his day, but he probably uh, forgot about me a long time oh, ago after that. <laughs> Pretty soon that's, after. That's great. There was a story. It was going around. Um, I think it was down in uh, Boise when we were there. The, uh, the Ernie L story that uh, of him on a plane. Do you know that story? Or was it the other guys telling me that? I no, Yeah, no, that's, that's a story. I, uh, I mean, I've heard it a few times. It's not really my story to tell, um, but uh, <laughs> so that, basically, you set, you... Ernie Ernie can drink. Ernie can drink, and when he drinks, he likes oh. to fight. And he is a massive human. If you've never seen him in real life, like you would, like I remember a couple of things. Like when I first got on tour, I couldn't believe how big Ernie and Phil were. Like it was just like Phil's they're huge men. Like Ernie, Ernie, massive man. Like you would not believe. Yeah. Um, so anyways, you just mix and he, Ernie, it's Heineken's. He crushes Heineken's. And if you mix like 15 to 20 Heineken's and a six foot four burly South African who likes to fight, that's you can just kind of use your imagination. But he's a he's a bit of a bully when he gets drinking. But great, great. Oh, great I know guy. it's not your story to tell, but can you kind of remember what there was about that airplane ride with the some guy? <laughs> well, yeah. So he <laughs> I need this story. Uh, the 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 gist of it is uh steve marino jumps on with them they both live in jupiter and they're flying private and it was from like the british open like it wasn't like a little hop skip and jump like they're flying over the atlantic ocean and uh he basically forces steve to drink and like steve didn't have a problem drinking but he you know he had just finished playing golf he's tired after major he is so pumped that one of his childhood idols is taking him home on his private plane because they live right down the street from each other and then Ernie will not let him sleep, is putting him in headlocks, forcing him to drink all the way to the basically got to drink. Oh, I had that experience with Brian Burke coming back from the Middle East. He wouldn't let us uh, go to sleep and drink. Cause he, he literally, because the night before we're in Oman, and uh, man, I can't, and with Tim Hicks, the country music singer, love this guy. Just an absolute beauty. Uh, uh, he's an Ontario Where's he from? great guy. Uh, one of the best guys. Okay. Ever. Uh, Tiger Williams on tour. Brad May's on there. Troy Crowder 
is over my shoulder. Natasha Staniszewski. Uh, oh, my God. You think she's beautiful on TV? You should see her in person. So professional. Just the greatest gal. And um, we finish Oman, and we're having a good time. And Berkey likes to have some drinks. And I'm at that pool. And I've been there before. As soon as we get to Oman, I was like, man, I'm, like, running up to get to my room to get my trunks on. I get to the pool. Burke's already down there with, like, a cooler. It's like, holy he likes to have a pop. So we're having a great time at this pool. And I'm like, I would guzzle beers. And then I'd always just be yelling, spitting dust over here. I'm spitting dust. And then and then Burke was laughing at this thing. And Tim Hicks was like, man, I may be writing a country song called Spitting Dust after you. And did he? So we, uh, no, not yet. I should talk. By the way, that is my that favorite. You're, of all the sayings that you have, that is my favorite. You did all the time. It's the best. Spitting dust. That's what I would have named my podcast, Spitting Dust, but I think there's another podcast that's got spitting out there too. So yeah, well they're so, pretty average though. You you'll be you'll be soaring <laughs> past them pretty soon, bud. Yeah, we're at zero. Here we come, business. You watch over. Actually, you know here. what? It'd probably be a really good way to sneaky get followers. Put like a similar logo, and people accidentally download it. They get a good laugh, and then they just jump on board. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be a dirty. I, I've, uh, I worked with him once and he was a beauty. It was weird working with him. I'll get back to the other story, but I did a hot stove with him and Wendell Clark in Saskatoon. Like, Wendell's a legend there, yeah. Hall of Famer from Saskatoon, played there. Or, well, he's from Calvington, but yeah. So, we finished the hot stove. One old farmer comes to talk to Wendell about crops and Biz Nasty's got to light up, like, just like it's a Costco light up down the road to talk. Yeah. To yeah, he, I, he is actually. I know him a little bit from Scottsdale. And, uh, fuck, man, they're doing such a good job. I listen to that podcast religiously. It is good. Like they're they. It's kind of hard right now because they don't have anything to talk about, unfortunately. But uh, they've come a long ways. Like they're they're doing a great job. Yeah, well, watch out. This interview might just take us right there with them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> here, here we are with Berkey. So now I'm. Uh, we party all night, and then. I, it's like three or four in the morning. We're going to catch this 6 a.m. flight. So I'm about to leave the room. And he's like, what are you doing? The team sticks together. I was like, what? Like it's, we're leaving right away. He's like, you pass out, you pass out. I wake up at like five in the morning beside Troy Crowder, the big rig. And we go back, get back on the plane. And we get back on the plane and Berkey had another cocktail. And then Brad May, I see, because we got the whole plane to ourselves. He goes to sleep. We come back. I go sleep up there until we come back. And Burke just starts giving us the gear melee this is a team game mister i'm the life of the party last night <laughs> can't have another drink that i just gave you the gears but that's a that's a classic guy code hey eh? you gotta you gotta go the whole way yeah if the pedal's down keep it down <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> oh and speaking of uh beers uh your beer i'm a huge huge fan do you know the quote of your beer what you have on the back because i'm looking at one right now um I know the one here a little bit better, but uh, I would say growing up in the prairies, hold on a sec. Not much is handed to you. You only get what you earn. Uh, this is for all the uh, blue collar folks who pack their lunch and go to work every day. I can't remember the exact quote anymore. You want to read it? Yeah. Well, you <laughs> I got know the you, gist of it. You did. You did get the gist of it. It's, it's not verbatim. Font. But yeah, this is a beer for the everyday guy who packs his lunch. And goes to work. It goes to work every day. This is a blue collar craft. A, does that say a premium? A premium beer. For look at how good my reading is. I need glasses right now. You should get that You're smaller. Like, for those. This is like Biz doing a live ad read. <laughs> this is for those who've earned it right there. So you have it down there now too, or do you just? Keep yeah, it? You have- yeah, we're full time. Actually, it's doing really well down here because uh, we're on tap at a lot of places. Well, right now she just went ice cold, obviously, and uh, everything's shut down. But uh, yeah, we're in uh, package. We were in Costco last year here, and uh, some of the grocery stores are are picking it up. And then uh, we're on tap at a lot of bars and all the golf courses and everything like that. So it's going well. It's a lot easier to kind of promote it here because I live here. You know what I mean? It's like right. if like I go go and do a men's night at one of the golf courses or whatever, and uh, you know sample about out, out a bunch of beer and do a little clinic on the range or whatever kind of thing, and it's not something that I can really do in Saskatchewan, unfortunately. So, so it's actually got a little bit more traction down here. So I'm doing that. I'm trying to do that for you down here. Yeah, I love it, that. It's a it's a great beer. Like it's uh, like I like uh, a lot of crap beers. I like IPAs and that, but you can't like you can't be guzzling. 
12 to 15 IPAs or you'll be just no. dead on the road. So uh, this is a nice one you can guzzle all day. It's almost like a sessional. Like it's got it's uh, got some taste to it and you can drink all day. It's great. Beer. Yeah, the goal, because we did like, uh, I don't know if I ever really told you, it was pretty fun, but like we work, I worked with these guys in uh, Vancouver on it. I tried to get it to get brewed in Saskatchewan originally, but uh, we kind of hit some roadblocks or whatever. That's a whole nother story. But so I ended up, I found a great partner in Vancouver that we were brewing it with. So we, it, it was like on the seventh batch that we all kind of agreed on like the color and the profile and the taste and the percentage of alcohol, blah, 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 the type of beer or whatever. So like, um, but uh, yeah, our whole goal was to have something that was refreshing in the summer, obviously, because we wanted to, be based around the golf courses a little bit and then like something that has good flavor that you can drink like you said more than three of because i'm a craft beer guy too like i everywhere i go i always drink something local and try something new or whatever yeah and uh, usually it's an ipa or a pale ale but like you say man like you can only have shit even like for me i'm tiny i have like three ipas and i'm half buckled and it's just time to switch to something like real easy like water (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. Yeah. So I, I know I know the story of it, too. Didn't, didn't you have uh, you're going to go on like four or five meetings of different places and then you pitted in with yeah. those Vancouver guys and they were SAS guys, right? Yeah. So uh, the, the owners, he's from PA, actually. Wow. Um, yeah. Don Farian is his name. So I don't know if you know the Farian family. His, his uh, mom was just uh, lived out there until just recently. She unfortunately passed away. But uh, yeah, so he's a PA guy. But, um, yeah, so I had, I flew into Vancouver and I had like three meetings with three different breweries. The first one was at like 11 o'clock with these guys and it was him and the owner and then like two of his partners or whatever. And, uh, we kind of sit down and we're kind of chatting and having a couple beers while we were talking. And before you know it, I'd kind of drank my way past the, my next meeting. And at that point I was like, well, why would I even go to the third? We're on our seventh beer here. And I just like you guys. Let's start working on, uh working on the recipe so that's basically how it worked and they're awesome guys that's beauty that's good and that's good good sass guys you ever notice um when you well i guess it wouldn't be as much in the pga i'd be more of a hockey question when you can kind of sense out sass guys i do a lot of hockey functions and man you can sniff out those sass guys they're more of the drinker sass guys and east coast guys do you find that sass guys and east coast guys are very similar for sure for sure they uh well maybe maybe in a bad way but uh we like to have fun <laughs> like when we were when i was playing canadian tour the, like honestly like the most fun i ever had as a golfer was playing mini tours it's not fun being broke but as a as a, like the laughs and like the guys and everything that was the best but i used to travel with uh mostly two buddies so there's three of us but there was kind of a rotation of like five of us but they were all western canadian guys and uh the all the boys who were, we were also really good buddies with from Ontario. They called us the Dub C. We're the West Coast Connection. <laughs> all we did. But we would have so much fun. And we would, like, we were three in a hotel room. Whoever was the high scorer that day <laughs> slept on the floor. Three of us in, like, a tiny little rental car. And, uh, I mean, visiting every single Earls across Canada multiple <laughs> times a week. And it was the best, man. That was, like, seriously the most fun. I've had as a golfer, except for the fact that I was completely broke. But it, that's so true, man. That, that like, even in the aspect of doing stand-up comedy, like uh, <laughs> the beginning days of just where it's a grind, like, man, I mean, you're making oatmeal out of the coffee maker, but you're just, it's just nothing but laughs and just getting by. And that's, and you look back at it and you're like, oh, I wish it was like that, which actually it's going to be like that for me right away. Since this isolation's <laughs> going, I'm absolutely eating a rubber boot right now, making zero <laughs> income. And that's why this, that's why this podcast is starting. So hopefully I'm making a massive coin here right away to pay for my acreage and horses. <laughs> well, here, if you got one follower right now and it's your wife and I can, like, <laughs> if I can be like a hundred X exponential growth here today and get you to a hundred, that's worth it. Anytime you can get a guest on and a hundred times your listeners. That's worth <laughs> it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay. But you got to hold on. I'm going to get four uh, episodes in the can and send it off to, I'm going to partner up with, uh, Kelly Chase, he's gonna help me oh, get Chaser. it, get it all out there. Yeah, he's the. That's great. He's a beauty. He's got some stories, man. You know Chaser or whatever. Like, I've sat and had beers with him many times, and 
man, that guy can tell a good story. So is he going to be on your podcast with you? Uh, at some point, I'm going to bring him on uh, and do it because his his hall stories are unbelievable. They're so good, and you're like, I got to remember that. And then he, I know. And then he moves into the next hall story, and you're uh-huh. like, and then he gets about four deep, and you're like, I, hey, what, what were those other ones? And you can only remember like one last story. Is like those were unbelievable, man. I played golf with Hall last year at Gauzer Ranch, and the member guest I was there with Ray Winnie. Well, you know Ray. Oh Ray, yeah, he I, can I, golf. Yeah, great player. And so can Holly. Holy shit, he can play. But yeah, the laughs, man. And it's like everyone is like, everyone knows all his stories and everyone will sit and listen. It's actually like, I, I'm like, hey, tell me a Hall story. He's like, dude, I'm not going to tell stories about myself. Talk to Chaser. <laughs> and then he just one after the other. That's but, so yeah, true. No one wants to tell an awesome story about yourself being a legend. Yeah. Right? Here's a story why exactly. I'm a legend right now. Like, can't even do a pull-up or something, but he just scored 70-some goals. And they're like, hey, man, you can't even do a pull-up. He's like, then just tosses his hands over his head. Yeah, but can I do this 70 times a season? Yeah, that's like those guys all talk about, like, back in the day, like Ray was telling me. And this is like a – I'm sure Chaser's told this story many times, too. But it's like um, they asked, like, Gretzky, like, you know, it's like the start of the season. Like, Wayne, get on the bike. You know, we got to see where you're at, you know, physically or whatever. He goes – Anytime, but once you get once there's actually a bike at center ice, I'll ride the bike. He's like, I don't need to ride the fucking bike, you know, shape or whatever, something like that. But it's true. Oh, hey, I was so what are do you like? I mean, seems how it's this is your first recording. Like, do you have like plans for this podcast? Is there like segments or anything? Or, uh, I don't even know what that means, but uh, what is segments? Well, because I always thought if I had my own podcast that I would have like a You'd have like, well, and most do. They have like reoccurring segments where like every week you have like something, you know what I mean? I don't know. So what I was thinking in my, yeah, in my head, I was thinking I would do it like on a Monday. So usually I'm, usually I'm gigging on a, uh, on the weekend and then I would come in and kind of do a recap of like what my shows are like. Holy man, got mangled up in Calgary here Friday, barely could get my show out that and like kind of go over that and what's happening. But now we're all in isolation. So I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a few in the can here right now and then, uh, see what it is like my isolation is the same every day started drinking at noon then i switched to wine and then got a little dizzy there and then played mini sticks and i can't even win at mini sticks anymore man holy hey i've started playing mini sticks with my son like one piece warrior mini sticks with a mean hook on him like remember back in the day when you have like the wooden cooper straight blade they would like always break and it's like wrapped in tape on the heel like just to keep it together so you can move a tennis ball around yeah wobbly and then they got to the plastic and you'd heat it up over the stove oh yeah exactly no man now they're at wiffle stick height so you can literally get into it because the other one your back gets sore but now my 13 year old is he's like they've won seven games in a row him and the six-year-old play against me and the 10-year-old so I said, screw it. I go 90 rules because he's beaking me. He calls me sweaty tryhard because I go full tilt. <laughs> okay, there's sweaty tryhard. And I was like, okay, we're playing 90s rules. And they're like, what's that? So I'm just all about clutching and grabbing. Like, won't even let him move. And then I let my 10-year-old dummy my 6-year-old for the W yesterday. Just sweaty. Felt felt <laughs> sick after the game. Like, just sick. Like, <sighs> okay, enough, <laughs> enough, boys. Uh, that's funny. That's good. No, but like, uh, I love how you've set it up. You're the one who told me how to set up this uh, thing with uh, an app. So hopefully this sounds real good. And then hopefully we move in and get a segment of what's happening, everything. And then hopefully we uh, was, take off. You know, you, were you a family guy? Guy, Huge guy. You, you you're, like, yeah. you're the same shows as me. Like you're uh, you're a Curb guy, Seinfeld guy. Love Curb, the best. Have you, are you watching the new Curb? No. Lots I, of Larry. I'll, oh, you got to get on it, buddy. I'll, uh, what else do you have to do right now? Oh, I know. Well, I I had to finish. I got to get into uh, Ozark, and I got to do. Uh, yeah. And did good. you watch Tiger King? Oh man, I just finished it. It was painful though. <laughs> I, it, oh, your been... your tweet when <laughs> that was hilarious. You're bent over with the tiger jacket on. Holy shit! Oh yeah. Well, that was like one of my buddies. I'm like, hey, have you watched this Tiger King? He's like, man, I put it on for 20 minutes. I'm like, I can only get dumber by watching this, so I turned it off. And now I'm like, well, I'm gonna try it. And I do feel like I'm dumber because of it, but oh. it was just it hooks you up, man. Like I like the guy when he came in, the Jeff Lowe with the bandana under his hat. Yeah. I was like, come on, everyone knows that guy. Like, there's a guy in every town who thinks <laughs> yeah. he's deadly with that look. 
It was. It just felt like yeah. there's too many Prince Albert characters in there. I got right into it, and then, uh, and then, yeah, that's actually the picture. So I, I, I'm setting up the podcast, and it says, "Do you want a picture for your cover your podcast?" So I scroll through, and it's only five pictures back because it got resent. Uh, that picture of me. The story was that I was at this NHL fantasy camp, and at the last game, all the NHL guys play on one team against the team, and I'm sitting there, and I'm done. And I'm drinking in the dressing room, and uh, Buddy comes in wearing this terrible leather coat, but and it looks gigantic on him. And I was like, "Holy! Like I thought Buddy would have a little bit better taste. He looks ridiculous." So I don't say anything. I, you know, I was like, "Ah, oh, whatever. I'll let it slide." And then he turns around to grab a beer, and he's got a giant tiger on the back. I was like, "Oh, I get it now. <laughs> it's a joke." So I was like, "Hey, man, pass that here." And then he saw the guy wearing it in North Battleford parking lot. They walk up to a guy in the window and he's like, "Hey man, I'll give you a hundred bucks for that coat." He's like, "No man, it's brand new. I just bought it. Get out of here." <laughs> he's like, "Okay, I'll give you one fifty. He's like, "Okay," rips it off his back. Still got like the silica thing in the pocket. Gives it to him, and then it's like a they have a golf tournament, and whoever wins the golf tournament, it's like the Masters. They wear the get, get this tiger coat. So I was like, "Pass me that coat," and then they're about to play. I never even knew like this. Like the news team is out there, like global news. So I came out and I had my half goalie equipment on, and then I just wrenched my underwear up my ass, and then cut out there and went and took. I took warm ups like that too, taking a few shots. <laughs> I one time, this is kind of a long story, but it's probably worth telling. I one time tried to buy a, a literally buy a jacket or a hoodie off this guy's back. We're in uh, Washington D.C. for a Boise State Virginia Tech game at. Um, FedEx field. It was like a neutral site game where the Redskins play. Right. So we're out in Georgetown, which is kind of like the fun, nice part of DC and we're drinking. And it's like me and four of my college buddies. I think I had just gotten on tour. It was like my rookie year. So this is 2010. And uh, we're all there. And this guy's like at the uh, table next to us in the bar. He's got this like awesome hoodie. It's like this purpley fuchsia color before like purple, like guys could wear purple. I'm like, that's a sweet hoodie. I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, I like your hoodie. Can I buy that off you? Or no, I, I, I go, hey, uh, everyone's got a number. What's the number? And he's like, what? I'm like, for the jacket, man, what's the number? And he's like, he's like, no, I just bought this. I'm not selling it. So I'm like, well, how much was it? He goes, 60. I'm like, I'll give you 80 right now. He's like, no, it's like the first time I've worn it. So we end up going back and forth with these guys, and we're drinking, kind of having fun that night. And I ended up, uh, I, I had offered him well over 100 bucks, and he wouldn't sell it. And that's the end of the story. Until 2014, I'm at Augusta playing the masters and uh i got like 10 of my buddies i rented them all this big house they're all there partying the entire week and they're all following me obviously during the tournament and so they get to whatever hole and this guy comes up to one of my buddies like uh hey who are you guys following or whatever he's like oh our buddy graham you know he's playing he's like oh that's who i'm following and they're like oh really he goes yeah one time you tried to buy a jacket off my back and he's like i became a fan ever since <laughs> So the moral of the story is just treat people well and have fun with everyone and uh, everything kind of comes back around. Oh, man, I want to end on that. that. That's what my saying will be. Treat people well and everything will come around. Graham Dillette, give me the ending right there. Treat people well. I was, And, you know, another segment, maybe we can edit it and go back. Um, I've always wondered this, too, when you guys are playing. Like, what happens if – because I play with guys that got a jet in the bush and take a shit or something. Have you ever played on tour where you got a shit or something? Like, how does that work? You've played enough rounds. I – um i like have like a rule where i do not shit in a port of john it's just like no matter what like at all costs avoid it and i've been able to do that throughout my whole career but uh the ones i played in at muirfield one year uh in columbus and i was playing a practice round and we got in like the, like the eighth hole and i had dude i ate um uh, sushi from a strip mall in Columbus, Ohio the night before. In hindsight, that was a terrible idea. So I get to the eighth hole and I'm like, oh, oh, boy. and I literally, I played the eighth and I ran in all the way down nine and was able to make it in. But no, I don't, uh, I don't shit in Porta Johns. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know how. You know what? I was thinking a segment though would be fun. Is it like, so that's what I was asking about family guy. Cause did you ever see that one where he's like, do you know what grinds my gears? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever seen yes, that one? Seen the it. newscast yeah, guy, yeah. but it's like basically what your pet peeves yeah. are or whatever. That'd that be a really good one. Like ask everybody. Grinds my what gears. Grinds what, okay. So Graham Dillette, <laughs> as we're leaving this interview, oh, what shit. grinds your gears? <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what actually does bother me is a pet peeve. <laughs> I can't stand when people say at your leisure instead of leisure. When they say leisure, that I don't know. That really bugs me. I don't know. I should have put some thought into that. But that, no, that's perfect. Okay, now that's new segments of people. I can't wait. I hope this podcast just explodes and like I people like fast forward if I just do a terrible interview. Like, man, I want to hear what grinds this guy's gears or how he's ever shit his pants. That's my two segments. I'm gonna ask every single guy if they've shit. Well, everyone shit. Their, have you shit your pants? Yeah, I did. I remember while it was like, <laughs> do sharks count? Oh yeah, Actually, sharks count. I did a. I did a, uh, this is somewhat recently, but we did a uh, juice cleanse where you only drink juices for like four straight days. And day one, I'm like just in my gotch and I'm walking out, like kind of brushing my teeth or whatever. And I was like walking out in the living room and I just kind of pushed out a part. And I'm like, that wasn't the part. So that was somewhat recent. That was probably like a, less than a year ago, six months ago. Oh, okay. Now I got to tell mine that now. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and mine, man, we uh, guys ended up. You, you ever laugh so hard? Like it almost feels like you put on a frozen hockey helmet. Like the back of your head hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. So what you're talking I'm about. in, I'm in Winnipeg, and we just finished uh, doing a CBC debaters. So it's around. It's just around comics. Like it's everyone's around this round table, and it's the first day we got there. I was like, don't drink. You have this thing tomorrow. But you get there, you end up having a good time. Get lit right up. And then the next day, I was like, I got to fly out early. Don't drink too much. And then, like, the show hasn't started. I drink all the wine. I'm right back in her. And we're just about to leave. And we've had nothing but laughs. And I was like, oh, kind of right at the end. And I'm, everyone else is talking. But this one guy's kind of paired off. And I look at him. I was like, hey, man, kind of shit my pants last night. And he's like, what? What happened? <laughs> I was like, I got up. And we'd been drinking. And I was like, oh, I was like, holy. And I went to fart. And it was, it was that. It was a shark. <laughs> and I was like, oh, gee. And I was like, did I get a shark? So I get it. So I get up onto my bed and I go and I go to the bathroom and I fucking wipe up. I was like, oh, sure enough. What a loser. You, you know, you always feel like a little bit of a loser. You're like, oh, God, I'm a loser. And I get back in bed and I kind of lay down and I wake up in the morning and I kind of look over. I was like, oh, my God. Like where I went to like roll over, you know, when you sit on the edge of the bed and then you go to get up. No. There's like two little butt imprints. Like I went out to my cheeks and I was like, oh, my God, this is a disaster. So I've been so embarrassed and like I don't want it there. So then I'm going in the morning. I didn't want to leave it there. So I was like, and I'm telling this guy the story. And now he's dying laughing. And now the other guys at the table are like, what's going on? So I was like pouring coffee on the shit stain. And they're like, what's going on? And the cleaning lady came in and she's catching me like I'm pouring a pot of coffee on the thing. And you're like, like, hey. And then we ended up dying. And it's one of those ones, you know, where you leave a group of guys and it's just like massive text nonstop. And they're just like, all I can picture you, Taylor, is just pouring that coffee on a shit stain when the cleaning lady comes in. <laughs> and you know what? That really grinds my gears. <laughs> oh. oh, right on, buddy. Well, hey, man, honestly, like, best of luck. I hope this does good. I'll uh, try to promote it best I can. And uh, thanks for drinking all the bar in, the, in northern Saskatchewan. And maybe we can even work on some sort of partnership. There we go. Sponsorship. I- well, you need more than one follower to make it worth my while. But you know what Chaser said, too? Because Chaser's all business. Because he's like, uh, at the beginning, he gives you yeah. a little thing. You know, you know, once you want to get to about 25000 he goes, people will come. You know, maybe they're, hey, we're running a small business. It'll be something small. And he goes, once you get the big viewers, he goes, you got to tell them when you're about to peak there. You get on it now before it blows up because it'll cost you too much. So we'll wait till I get to at least about 50, 60 viewers. Then I'll hit you up for that sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, pal. All right, thanks well, so thanks. Much. Good chatting with you. you Stay too, safe. Bud. That was so fun. Have uh, have a great isolation, and I'll talk to you later, buddy. Take care. All right, pal.